All right, welcome back to another episode of HOA Nightmares. Uh, I'm Patrick, I've got my co-host Steven, and we are back for an episode that literally only one person has asked for. So Steven, how's it going? <laughs> it's going It's going pretty good. Um, you know, the quarantine is here for all yes. of you guys stuck with no other social outlet than your own HOA boards. So, uh, you know, sorry for you, sorry for us. You know, we're just trying to do our part in these very strange times. Um, I think our boards have been presented with some unique challenges throughout all this. Um, I certainly know we have been tested as a board in a number of ways from trying to keep our residents healthy and safe to balancing some very angry residents who can no longer use our pool or gym or barbecue. So, I mean, I think with that, maybe we can just jump right into some of the things that have been going on. So Steven, you know, how, how are things up, uh, up in the Carolinas? Uh, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're generally good. I think that, you know, with the advent of spring, you know, that helps quite a bit. You know, if everybody's stuck inside and it's gross outside, I think that's a lot worse. Whereas, although North Carolina has instituted a shelter-in-place order for the entire state, uh, all non-essential businesses are to be closed. Generally, uh, everybody is still able to go outside, go for walks, go for runs. Those things have actually been encouraged. You know, take your pets out, go for a walk you know, kind of get the wiggles out, whatever you want to call it. So those things are still very much allowed and people are still doing those things. Most people that otherwise would probably be in the gym are now going running. So you see a lot of people outside. And I think that's, that is helping because the weather is very nice and it's, it's really nice to be outside. So, so that's helping. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an adjustment. I think personally, professionally, it's been a much, much tougher change and adjustment for me than I really expected. Um, my wife has always worked at home and I have never worked from home. So I, I really didn't understand what it was going to be like. Uh, and it's been mentally, physically, grammatically, eclastically, it's been really challenging. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can I can relate to pretty much all of that as well. I mean, I'm a person who I like being in the office with my team and oh, yeah. having that creative process and you know, I feel like I am able to get a lot more done. I mean, you know, I think that it is interesting. I don't feel like I have as many um, distractions in the office uh, now. But I mean, I think at the same time, you know, you're on a bunch of Zoom calls and, you know, and Slack is blowing up because you can't just kind of like pop your head into someone's office or, you know, over to their cube and, and have a, a quick chat. So it's yeah, everything's got to be scheduled. Yes. You can't sure. have those sort of, you know, you know, off the cuff sort of conversations or, 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 or sort of eureka moments, you've got to, you've got to schedule a day or two out, you know, that, that inspiration, which I think is, I think is uh, been a challenge for me, um, to try to just get into the rhythm, um, of, of work. Um, I, although I did not enjoy having a commute, uh, and I don't really miss the commute. I think it definitely does have that separation where you leave home, you drive to work, uh, and then, you know, you're sort of there and you're, right. you're in the zone, or at least I felt a little bit more in the zone, whereas I, I do not feel in the zone, uh, now. Yeah. I think for me, you know, what has gotten me back in the zone is just the constant threat of our business collapsing. So I feel like that has like really helped me, uh, you know, kind of get my head in the game because I think, you know, like all businesses we're of course suffering as well and it's, it's not great, but, um, yeah, it's been a weird, it's been a very strange kind of feeling of, you know, people that, that obviously, you know, people aren't spending on anything like they did. So it's kind of trying to adapt and adjust, you know, your plans. And I think we've gotten pretty creative in how to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really wild. And the same at the building. I mean, I think that, you know, I think we had a, a little, our January meeting was kind of a, this is our year type of uh, sentiment <laughs> and, um, you know, of kind of wrapping up some, some pretty major projects that I think were, had been in the works for a long time. Um, so it's kind of funny that this is our year has turned into, well, maybe 2021 <laughs> can, can yeah, get. Have you guys done. had any big projects that have had to be put off because of the social distancing or, or you know, what, whatever's going on. So we, we have, yes. So we actually currently have the swing stands on the 
north side of our building to make some repairs that um, were badly needed. We had a little bit of hurricane damage um, a couple of years ago, um, and when a storm passed through. We just there were some cracks in our 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 stucco and concrete that were causing some leaks into the. And then we also realized that as part of our concrete restoration, um, when they put in the impact doors and windows that on three units, the company that put them in installed them backwards. So Ooh, therefore- The doors are backwards? The doors are backwards. So they Wait. don't have, yeah, it's a truly insane thing. So, and So is the right door on the left and the left door is on the right and they correct. open from the center? They well, so basically, like because they still open no, like normally for the most part, but apparently because they did it backwards, it doesn't have the same seal because they're all um, like impact, like hurricane impact windows and doors. Do they so, open? Because that was and they're supposed to open out. They, well, they slide. So like they just slide in the opposite direction. So like you probably that's why like no one really ever knew. Unless like you were really, ins well, I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I still don't know how they've all passed inspection, but they did. Um, and this, and and what's interesting about this issue is that this has literally been a year, years and years uh, of an issue that we've known about. But what happened was the company that installed um, everything went out of business. So Naturally. there's been all the exactly. So like then there's been a ton of like legal counsel on you know how are warranties honored and getting manufacturers involved and trying to figure out you know who can actually fix this issue because you know that stuff is not cheap and it also was the fault of the person who did it but there was really no one to hold accountable so we've been kind of going through our legal counsel to try to figure Ugh, out well then brutal. can we get a yeah so like there was the the idea where then it's like well let us get a credit from the manufacturer to get someone else to fix it but then the manufacturer said it's not a defect with the product the product is sound so like that you know we can't help like we didn't install it's so, like it's just been this i mean and this has literally been in the works for years um so then when the storm had come through obviously there was some damage that now then was the responsibility of the association because it was part of the building so yeah. the unit the unit owners had to deal with some of the ramifications in their own units, but you know this was obviously a you know a much more urgent priority. So um, we were actually able to get a essentially a variance from the city to finish certain parts of the work to patch the most needed areas, but then some of the other um, kind of cosmetic and uh, you know, other parts of of the work have to be on hold. Um, Right as this thing was really kicking into high gear, we had also been demoing our trash chutes. That was another big sanitation project. And um, it was interesting because, you know, this was all kind of taking shape as some of these regulations were just starting to come into play. This was, this was like the very beginning of March. So like we knew things were happening. We were working from home. Um, and so, but we had also paid, uh, we had given them a, a 40% deposit like nine months ago, which was the mistake of another board member. And so they were dragging their feet on permits and all that stuff. So we finally were just like muscling this thing through and then wanted to see it through to finish for a number of reasons, because we thought, well, if everyone is going to be at home producing more trash, we have to have, you know, an efficient system to dispose of because we were having multiple times a week. Our, our maintenance man was literally just taking a, like a wooden rod because the chute was stuck and he was just under it, poking at it to try to like release the, the trash. Like it was. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, because things were getting caught up because the chutes were just shredded from like 40 years of use. So the bags were getting caught and things were getting caught there. So it just was like. And then, of course, because things were getting caught, it, you know, was a breeding ground for roaches and other things. And we've had, to, you know, we had to up our extermination budget a little bit to try to compensate. So. This is a pretty badly needed project. And I think it's one of those things where it's interesting on the board side when you're kind of seeing, okay, well, we've given the 40% deposit. We need to do this. We've been pushing them to start. Um, we need to, you know, handle this from a sanitation aspect. And, it becomes, and then, yeah, I mean, it becomes a, a legal and safety and health issue if those things can't be addressed. Right. And how do you then, balance, how do you balance all of that with the fact that, you know, now people can't, they can't do things or be around or, you know, it's a danger to be outside and doing that kind of stuff. Right. Well, that was the thing. And then, but then we were catching so much heat because 
a lot of people were saying, you know, why is this project happening now there when we're supposed to be isolating and there's workers here, there's strangers in the building, you know, all this extra stuff, which I also understand, um, you know, as well. So there's been a lot of correspondence and newsletters that we've been writing to try to be even more overly communicative and transparent with kind of what's happening and why. And, and thankfully, I mean, this project only took like two weeks, like it was pretty quick. So that's good. Um, that's, yeah, that's, we didn't. That's pretty lucky. Yeah. And like we, that was kind of always the timetable. So we, we wanted to roll the dice and just try to finish it because part of this um, project was that we also widened them. So we brought them up to uh, to the code and we were able to widen the shoots, which was important. So like right now, I mean, the, the brick masons have to come back at some point to kind of enclose it a little bit more. So it's not the most beautiful thing, but it's it's all functional and everything is is good. So yeah, it's it's been really wild, like trying to navigate some of the challenges of the residents' you know concerns and fears while still making sure the building operates and and maintains, um, you know, in a in a good way. Especially now more than ever because we're all here, you know, we we're not going out and at work. And, and I think before there was only a small population of our retirees and our older residents who um you know who were here all the time whereas now we, we all are so it's been interesting and then i think the other kind of side to it is um, we got a new management company and there was some a lot of pushback because so many of our older residents pay their maintenance by check and they were used yep. to going down and um you know handing it off to the property manager and so um, these guys they're while they're local in the neighborhood they're just down the street from us um, we were actually able to save a considerable amount of money on um, by just drastically reducing office hours. They were telling us like it's just not necessary anymore. Like you, you know, they're just a time suck for people to come down and, and kind of shoot the shit, which was what was happening with our previous manager. Um, so they were really concerned. So then in my head, I thought, well, gosh, now we're supposed to be, you know, ordering we're ordering groceries from Instacart and you know and and all these other services. They may not know how to do that. So. I've kind of charged our maintenance man since he's much more visible and we're all supposed to be in with checking in on the residents, especially the older ones who are most at risk and letting us know. And I've, you know, said I can get groceries for people and, and place orders just to make sure that they're taken care of because I think their routines are severely disrupted and they can't, and I'm afraid they don't even know how to, they would, you know, where to start with an Instacart, for example. So, I mean, are you um, seeing that people are actually, you know, for I guess maybe the question is, are your older residents actually hunkering down at home or are they kind of out and about leading their lives to the best of their ability despite everything else? Because I'd say it's it's a bit 50-50 here where we've got some older residents and they're just, you know, pretty carefree. Yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the amount that they can. I mean, you know. They, right. They cannot go to the YMCA anymore to do their their water aerobics, but right, you know they would if they could. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's I think it's the same here. I think there are a few. Um, I think you know that I think it's it's very much the same. Um, and and that's the thing, the thing is is like we're staying in, so like I'm not even out myself to be able to see them to ask. Um, every now and again, we've gone on some runs in the evening, and I've seen a few folks that are kind of out walking and have their masks on and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a little bit of the same, but um, you know, I just wanted to make sure that if someone is in need, that you know, we as a board know about it so we can help them. So you can address um, it, sure. Yeah, just make sure because because it's like I think, like I said, I think there's a lot that they don't know. Like I, I think about you know my grandmother who's going to be 90 in July. If you had to tell her you have to order groceries online right now, like she wouldn't know where to start. So, and they're afraid of using their credit cards online. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's that kind of part of it too. So, you know, it's been an interesting kind of double whammy of, uh, you know, of, of this, this kind of structural and maintenance needs with all the interpersonal stuff. And, and also too, you know, in this time, I think emotions are running higher. So, you know, I think people are behaving in such a way where everyone's trying to cope, but, um, you know, there's nothing like firing off a, a nasty gram to your board about something that is completely out of our control. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I mean, we try to keep that in mind. I think I, I would say generally, I think there's, you know, emotions are running a little bit high. Um, and it's, it's been funny to see uh, on, on our board. I don't know if anybody else, uh, nobody else has brought this up on the board. I mean, not that I've actually seen them in person. We've done 
uh, we've done just phone calls for for the last two board meetings. But uh, one of our one of our board members seems to consistently like to pepper in the the idea that the president of of our board is older and is you know in the in the 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 target demographic for the most danger and keeps <laughs> saying that and i feel like i just cringe every time i read this in an email or is that a her threat i mean why would you I say mean, that? i mean i don't know she's just like oh you know this you know you know in you know in, in the danger zone or whatever <laughs> and it's just it makes me laugh but i just cringe i mean um, we're all in the danger zone <laughs> we're all in the, in the danger, danger zone, zone. I wish, I wish this is the moment that we, uh, you know, uh, where we asked the producer to, uh, you know, put, uh, play the song, the danger zone, uh, and we can all just dream of, of, uh, you know, a young Tom Cruise, um, riding his motorcycle, uh, along those fighter jets. But, uh, but yeah, I guess we're all in the danger zone, but certainly, you know, people who are a little older, they could be potentially more in the danger zone. But I don't know if you need to really like rub their face in it. Yeah, um, hey. that, that seems to be the go-to move right. for uh, for at least one member of uh, of our board. That's tough. Look, I'm not you know pointing fingers, but the boomer with COPD over there is uh, you know quite in the danger zone. It's like, yeah, we, we get that. That's really wild. I you mean, know who's a, you know I mean talk about talk about all those kid all those eighth graders regretting that vape habit. Oh. I know it's you know those those mango rips just aren't looking so good anymore (laughs) I know I would I'm glad I don't own any stock in jewel right now because I'm sure that that's it's pretty brutal well the funny thing about vaping now that you bring that up that has been hilarious since we've all been home is I know a handful of of my neighbors um, that I just see around Um, and so you know I know them by name and we greet each other in chat but what was funny was I was trying to establish, you know, my new routine and I was, you know, trying to have some diversity of, of my landscape. So I'd kind of start in the mornings since we face West on the balcony, just, you know, kind of going through emails. I have my coffee and kind of starting my day out there. And then I'd kind of move inside around lunchtime once the sun was kind of getting a little bit closer and it was getting warmer. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of nice, like it was cooler in the mornings, there was a, a breeze. So it kind of, you know, was a nice way to kind of lower the stress levels a little bit. And I realized that my neighbor uh, directly next door to me, directly under me, and then the unit, a floor below and one over are all rabid weed smokers. Like they all start oh. their day. So, I mean, here I am like trying to, I mean, a couple of times I've, I've got a couple of morning calls. So I thought, oh yeah, you know, I'll take it, you know, on the balcony and they all just come out and are just ripping blunts on their balconies. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I had no idea that, that this was so prevalent in, in our building. I mean, at one point, like I was on the phone with a brand, with like one of our clients and my next door neighbor, he came out and he just kind of like held up his blunt to me with like a you know a thumbs up in a kind of inquisitive way and i was are like you in? wait so how are, these, are these are these you know are these residents who are you know in their in their 20s i put well okay so their... the ones ones below i would definitely say are in like mid to late 20s okay. i know they're renters they're they've only been in the building since like thanksgiving because i remember seeing them move in and i had greeted them but i hadn't seen them since um, but yeah, they're younger. Um, the guy below me is probably closer like to our age. And then my next door neighbor, he's in his forties. Um, okay. Well, I get so... you beat. I get you beat. Cause my downstairs neighbors, one of them is a also, and I didn't believe this. Uh, I didn't believe this. Uh, but, um, they, he is a rabid, um, weed smoker for whatever reason. Maybe it's medical. I don't know, but he's easily in his late 70s and oh. just going nuts i've never nice. been I, i'm not used to being at home right during the day but i'll go out on the balcony same thing sun's out it's nice you know this is the best i got at this point sure uh and you know it could be could be noon could be four o'clock it could be nine o'clock and it's just like omnipresent <laughs> uh and my, my wife has told me that this has happened. I was just kind of like, you can't be that bad, right? You know, like you know, you you might be, uh, you know, you might be just sort of running these these together. But no, it's 
it's just it's it's happening. Yeah, I I can't I can't and I see I, I now think back to all those moments when I would pass him in the parking lot when he would be driving out as I'm driving out. <laughs> You know, just I'm taking my life in my hands. Right, yeah, I was going to say, geez. Well, I mean, you should like holler at him and get some stories from Woodstock or something. I feel like he's probably chock full of them. Probably. I mean, the thing is that he, this explains why whenever I see him, he barely speaks. Um, <laughs> is, he, he is just, he's just out there. So, that's incredible. But it's, that is, yeah. that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we all are learning a lot about our. I mean, our you got to do what you got to do. I don't blame him. Oh, for you know, sure. If you, I mean, he's home all the time anyway, so he's just living. He's living his normal life. But why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, go for it. I don't blame you. Yeah, put on some fish on YouTube and have at it. Get in. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Have I picked up some bad habits at home? Yes. Um, am I single-handedly keeping the Corona Beer Company afloat? Absolutely. <laughs> are you joking? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, look, did I panic buy a personal Duncan Hines red velvet cake that I will be making soon? Yes, I did. So yeah. we've I all got our vices. Only, we've those, all got our are, vices. It's only it's only right decisions. There's 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 only there's, there's only levels of right decisions. There's you know least right and most right. Right. But there's no bad choices. <laughs> there's no wrong decisions. Exactly. How, now no, have you? You got to get through it. That's oh, exactly. What we're gonna do as a country, we're gonna get through it. Together. As a and as a podcast, I do feel like we're helping to lead the charge in kind of adjusting to our new normal and our with our HOAs and um, you know charting yeah. these unprecedented waters together. And um, you know, at the very top of the show, I mentioned that we um, truly one person has has called you know for for this, and it's because we got our very first piece of fan mail uh, to our, our email. With, what do you mean with f- a, first piece? You mean 101st piece, right? 101st. Well, yeah, that wasn't related to us. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Heavy, heavy, you know, the the, the, the postman the, the is mailbag, always yeah. it's just <laughs> oh, it's so heavy. You know. It, Poor guys had two hernias. It's it's true. It's true. It's too, <laughs> it's too much to handle. Well, we received the call from uh, from, from someone who needed our help and, and, so, and you know, we obviously could not ignore the call. And so we, you know, want to unpack her situation here on this show. It's something that I think a lot of us have dealt with. Both you and I have, um, yeah, definitely. you know, had a very scholarly discussion about her issue and, you know, the issues that are similar that we face and how we, how we, um, got through them. But, you know, we, have to give some thanks to this nurse practitioner in Pennsylvania who reached out to us. Uh, first of all, nurses make the world go round, and you know, a nurse practitioner in, right now. Let's get those yes, claps out. Lots of claps. Oh, yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, I mean, we heroes. didn't say it earlier, but um, I think this is the the appropriate time to say that uh, for for you know the the thousands listening. I think you know, as as bad as Pat and I said, you know, oh, like we're we're in an uncomfortable situation sitting in our homes, working our jobs remotely, and, and it's uncomfortable, boo-hoo. Uh, there are people who are doing the hard work of being in the grocery stores, uh, you know, picking up trash in the hospitals, doing the real work. Uh, oh, yeah, we those are, are tough actual jobs. pieces of garbage. You know, no, like, yeah. Um, uh, you know, my, my house is a garbage planet. If you, if you want to go back to episode one and two, um, <laughs> and I am, true. I am the king of that planet, right. you know, but there are real people doing real work and, you know, this is means probably very little, but we, we all do appreciate that. Thank you for, for doing what is the actual important work as opposed to, you know, simply selling advertising online. Um, right. Well, and, you know, and also, too, we're staying at home because, you know, for you. And this is, you know, a big reason why, you know, we are all taking that part very seriously. Um, you know, jokes aside that we are staying home to, you know, try to keep flattening this curve and, and you know, get, get through this together. So, you know, we are very honored that you reached out to us and we hope that we can actually provide some assistance and you know, if being a nurse practitioner wasn't hard enough, especially right now, um, she was recently elected to uh, the role of president of the condo HOA. And she writes, and I quote, not sure which job is more challenging, which really sets uh, sets the stage for, for what she's dealing with right now, which is um, she had been on the board for three years prior in a 
uh, landscaping and snow removal committee chair. So kind of getting your feet wet on two very important things that happen in Pennsylvania. Um, they uh, have two other board members with uh, two car garages each and a newly elected board has spent um, this quarantine period sending her very lengthy emails just about everything. Um, this certain person, this gentleman believes he is the authority on all subjects, which he is not. But the biggest issue that she's facing, which is parking, which I think that, you know, in the, um, you know, scholarly peer review discussion Stephen and I had prior to, to this about parking, it's an issue for everybody. And I think that parking is such a, a challenge, um, you know, in, in most buildings for for a it is a battle. Reasons. It just always, for whatever reason, it feels like a battle. Everybody's very uh, self-conscious and, and very, you know. Territorial. Yeah, really territorial. I think that's the best word. Say that, you know, this is, you know, we, we got to protect what I have or what I think I have. And that's, yeah, it's always tough. What I deserve to have, I think, is definitely something that we've faced down here. So, sh so the biggest thing here is... Um, that this certain gentleman insists on parking his uh, half-ton pickup truck in a guest parking spot 360 days a year. So they have... Now, the challenge here is that there is some soft verbiage in the condo docs stating that the parking is primarily for the use of guests. So it's not a very kind of firm statement or kind of firm, you know, in, in the ground. So where our dear nurse feels... Um, and, and rightfully so, that she is representing the HOA and its bylaws, rules, and regulations, not any one owner, which, in my opinion, is exactly the role. I mean, you are the steward of the of the the, the board's building. I mean, I think it just you got to take yourself out of it. You can't yeah, really exactly. think about you know the, the, it's it's not it's not an authoritarian regime. You, you got to think about what's best, and maybe not even what's best for everybody, but what is best for the residents. Right, exactly. You know, sans you. Absolutely. And so the ch the other wrinkle, you know, since he is, this guy is now a board member and he is very verbal about his opposition and believes he should be able to park anywhere he wants. Um, he is in effect representing his own preferences and not those stated in their docs. So she has asked us to um, pull from our experience to give some advice on dealing with difficult board members and this these parking nightmares. And so... Um, you know, we are more than happy to, to share our thoughts and, and our experiences and how we've dealt with these situations and try to help you out. This is, I mean, and what an honor that, that this is, you know, coming I, to I us. was, I was psyched out of my mind. This is amazing. And so, um, you know, nurse, thank you for writing in. This is amazing. I think I'd say, you know, hopefully we can try to give you a little bit of, of food for thought, um, Maybe some questions to think about. Maybe some some statements to hopefully, uh, you know, bring bring back to you know to to your team, so to speak. Um, but I think number one, you know, to maybe to address both of the questions asked, which is, you know, um, how do you how do you deal with uh, parking nightmares? How do you deal with difficult board members? One step one, you find a friend and you start a podcast. Um, I think that's the number one thing that you do is you start a podcast to just blow off steam every time something goes wrong. Um, so uh, if you haven't done that already, I would highly suggest it. Stephen, you're inviting competition into our very limited niche that we want to own. Are you sure you want to make that recommendation? Well, I mean, you know, unless there's, you know, unless she wants to 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 pick up HOA Nightmares 2 at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> That's true. We still don't have, yeah, we, we still have to stuck with one where we don't have the original. That is true. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I'd like to ask if, you know, uh, our, our, our nurse in, in question, if she has any leads on who owns HOA Nightmares without a, without a number, uh, please, please also reply to us on that because uh, nobody's reaching out. Uh, nobody's responding. Uh, and I want that email address. <laughs> it's true now. Okay. So I think the first thing, dealing with a difficult board member. Um, I think it's something that both of us have also had some experience. A little in, bit. And, and yeah, and this is a tough one, right? Because, you know, at least like the way we've tried to operate our board is like you, you're a team. And so, and, and I think that sometimes teams have disagreements. And so, you know, I think that, you know, some of the strategies that I personally have employed with, with our board is trying to understand 
you know, someone's perspective and where they're coming from. And clearly this gentleman, you know, I mean, shall we name him, Stephen? I, I, I want to kind of you know, speak a name. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, this this gentleman, Chadwick or Chad, we call him Chad for short. Is that that sounds like right? a Chad? Yeah, this definitely feels like a Chad situation. Sounds like it. He's got some white Oakleys. He loves Monster. He, you know, the energy drink and his half ton pickup. I, you know, I, I'm getting a, a picture. Yeah, I, Affliction yeah. t-shirts, maybe, you know, a couple Ed Hardys in his backseat from the early aughts. I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's, all, it's clearly always, coming always camouflage cargo shorts. Yeah, there yeah. may be a, a Von Dutch trucker hat in his bedroom closet. You know, I, yep, I've got a very clear picture of, of Chad. Large, uh, you know, uh, large iPhone plus, uh, just, you know, attached to his belt. <laughs> I absolutely got to have the holster. Yep. I, I, I do see it. Um, loves Daytona beach in the summer or spring break. Yeah. This is, yeah, especially, this is when a, clear... especially when there's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was down there. That's true. Um, all right. So Chad, Chad is clearly, you know, out for himself. He seems to be on a bit of a power trip. He thinks that since he's on the board, that entitles him to park his half-ton truck wherever he wants. So I think there's, and, and there's not also a large board. So I think that we have to be, you know, kind of play a little, um, a little psychology with him almost in kind of choosing your battles and knowing when to stroke his ego and when to kind of cut him down a little bit. And so I think that it's kind of trying to find some of the, the, the places to poke holes in his arguments or you know or his some of his statements and really kind of hold him to task with facts because it doesn't sound like this is a guy who's done a tremendous amount of research or you know comes to the table with a really you know switched on and buttoned up you know point of view so i think that you know it's it's kind of i think we we had had someone you know like this in, in our midst as well and it was kind of a let them get it out because they need to feel important and they need to feel like they're in control of something. But I also think too, it's finding the ways to further ask them questions to either lead them down the path to make them realize that they're wrong or make the other two board members realize just what a dunce this guy is. Um, I know Stephen, how else would you, you know, how else have you guys have dealt with some difficult board members? Yeah. So I think um, the parking situation um, where I live is we, we have a, you know, a generally a, lar- a larger size building. Um, you know, our, our, uh, the, our, our nurse here in question, um, you know, it, it's a smaller community. You know, it sounds like it's something like a street parking situation or something close to it um, versus the large parking lot, which I have and I know you have. Um, you know, the parking situation we have is um, there's a garage as well as an outdoor parking space. And the garage is has assigned spots, one per unit. And then the parking lot is, um, you know, also there are enough spaces for one per unit for a second car, which is, you know, quite luxurious. Oh, very, um, but very you know, nice, you, you know, yeah. humble brag. I mean, I'm it's into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, so that's you know uh, that's the only outdoor space we have. So you know we don't we don't have double decker pools like they like they do in Miami. We just have you know an asphalt parking lot for the children to play. Um, but we do have enough space, and I think one of the things that's always challenging is that there are non-resident cars parking there. There are guests overstaying their welcome, um, and or there are not enough spaces for for residents to park. Um, in which case, then you've got residents parking in guest spaces, taking up guest spaces, and that that can be a, an issue, which I think is is exactly what's happening here. Um, one of the things that transpired the year that I moved into to the uh, our unit is that they reduced the amount of guest spaces from twelve to six Ooh. to make more room for resident parking, um, which makes it tougher for you know people to actually have guest cars there, but. You know, in a city, there are other options. There are other sure. surface parking, other things. So, I mean, that that's a very doable situation. Um, and so it hasn't been that big of a deal. But uh, one of the things that we have that's been important about residents parking in guest spaces is that for any guest space, 
which has very appropriate signage. And this is one one thing um, that our, I think our nurse should should pay attention to is what kind of signage exists for these guest spaces. Are they you know sort of implicit guest spaces where it's just an open space, or is there specific guest signage saying this is a guest space, and is there any appropriate situation? or appropriate time frame listed for how long a car should exist in that space. And not just a guest car, but any car. You know, is that 24 hours, 36 hours, 72 hours before the car should be moved? And then you've got some reason and some uh, authority to say, oh, this car has been here too long. The space needs to be vacated. Um, and that's something that our guest spaces have where, you know, you're supposed to only have a guest car or a car in that space before it's moved for a certain period of time before then there's some additional sort of investigation going on to figure out why is this car still here. Um, so I think that's one way to potentially approach, you know, the length of time, because obviously if for whatever reason this gentleman needs to park his car there, um, you know, because he's got his other two, um, you know, Ford Raptors parked in his two-car garage, right. and he needs his his third, you know, jacked-up uh, truck uh, in this guest space. Then, you know, maybe that's a necessity, but only for a few days, right. and then it needs to be elsewhere. And just like any other guest, they cannot overstay their welcome. They need to they can be there, and they have a right to be. But then they need to vacate because that guest space needs to be available and open for when other people need it. I couldn't agree more. And I think that that, I mean, signage is key. And I think that's something that we've also had to implement and being very clear about what the expectation is. Um, the other thing that our, our nurse practitioner may want to consider is, um, you know, something else that we had done was also to get almost a, some sort of contractor agreement with a local towing company to, you know, make it clear that for people that are, you know, unauthorized, if someone has left their car there for a week, you know, that you can tow it. And I think that, you know, being on your property, I'm not sure what, you know, some of the, the laws are in, in your uh, municipality, but here that's well within the condo association's rights to tow um, a car. And, it, and you know, it could even be a resident. If, if that car is not supposed to be there, um, you know, it's and that is something that only the board members, uh, our management, or our property manager and maintenance man have the authority to do. Um, and that is noted with the towing company. Our names are on there and we have to, you know, provide some sort of um, like little code if we've ever had, had to call. I mean, thankfully, it's not been too much of an issue. But I think that, you know, the people and the residents all need to be on the same page about what are the ramifications. And the other thing that, that we did that I think could also be really helpful and, and also kind of shutting down this chad is kind of doing that audit of, how many spots you have, and it doesn't sound like they're they're deeded to any specific unit, which is, I think, a shortcoming of the bylaws, um, because in ours, that is very clear that each unit is deeded one spot. Now, we had someone, we had a few people that had multiple cars and were taking up some guest parking, and so when we really tried to clean that up, what we did was we took an audit of each of the deeded spots and assigned them numbered spaces so that we had a map and we could better keep track of which space goes to which unit and and how we're able to um, discern that. Now it looks like I'm going back. Um, okay, so the 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 they have two car garages. Okay, so that's also nice. So so hopefully that shouldn't be too much of an issue if the garage is already there. But then the other thing that we did was we looked at how many open spaces we had that were not necessarily labeled as guest. And we found that most of them were. So then what we ended up doing was we we figured out how many were still acceptable to have as as guests which was a you know a hotly contested issue but then we decided let's use those others for these people the residents that have multiple cars as a way to generate some extra income for the association so that could go to our operating budget or even to our reserves yeah and um that's not you a good know, idea. so that was yeah it's like that was a thing was that it was met with um you know, minimal resistance. Of course, a few people didn't want to pay, but it's also like, look, you've gotten away with this. I mean, there was one guy, he had four cars. Like, that's ridiculous. You, you know, are living in a city. Like, you don't, you know, why do you need four cars at the building? You're welcome to have them, but guess what? Now they're going to cost you each $300 a year. And so we wanted to make it something that was 
not so astronomical that it was going to, you know, be a huge turnoff, but still wanted it to be significant enough of amount. Three hundred a yearism is a deal. Yeah, that's what we thought. It's a like deal. Look, when I lived in Boston, I rented a parking space for a hundred and fifty dollars a month. Oh, that's brutal. It's that is oh, brutal. No, it was it was an amazing deal then. It's an amazing oh. deal now. Jeez. Thank you, Catholic Charities, because <laughs> when I rented that space, they said we're a charity. And it's tax deductible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now that's a nice loophole. That's Thank you, really Sharon, nice <laughs> for knowing her tax law. Yeah. In the Catholic Charities, South Boston, Massachusetts. There Appreciate you go. That. But that's the thing is if you have a, a, an amount of money that isn't insignificant, but also isn't, you know, exorbitant. It's enough of a, it's enough of a burden to, to, to just sort of wake people up and say, okay, right. I, can't, I can't just keep doing Do this. Do I need this? Yeah. And it's also been nice because it's, you know, given us a little bit of an extra padding for our operating. Obviously, it doesn't, you know, pay for much, but it's something that we didn't have before. And so, you know, and the tone has been set. That's, you know, we, we kind of enacted that. And if that was something to propose in to your board, especially in front of Chad, who would likely oppose it because he'd have to pay, you know, then it kind of come then his kind of self-serving interest really becomes apparent to everybody else because I can't imagine you know, the other two board members, if they're level-headed folks, um, you know, say, oh, why wouldn't we want to kind of give us some extra, uh, extra, you know, padding? I don't think anyone enjoys having assessments and things like that. So this could kind of be a nice tactic to shut him down to a degree while, because you're acting, as you had said, as a steward of your association and of your, of your community. And, you know, getting a little bit of extra revenue is a really responsible thing to do on behalf of the community. So I think that it, you know, it could certainly be something. And I think that obviously anytime you're, you're dealing with some of these issues, a monetary uh, either investment or payment can either be a deterrent for a behavior because people don't want to pay, you know, for, and you may get some initial pushback, but I think that, you know, by and large, by talking about having a much more centralized parking kind of system and understanding what spots go where and the fact that you can generate some additional padding for whatever projects you may encounter or just have that as in as is a reserve is a really responsible thing to do and a great tactic to shut them down yeah i think i think if you for so one as a new board member you know obviously um with all boards a lot of a lot of times they'll have terms you know, so you may be on for one year, two years. I don't know how long, but you know, getting into this with difficult people, um, you know, there is some level of of sort of self preservation, and and I would not blame you for that. I think that's actually a smart thing to have. Is you don't want to make yourself miserable um, any more than you already are as a board member, which is kind of the table stakes. Um, but uh, you know, understanding what are the things that you can do to make this not about you versus Chad, uh, but, you know, just a, a, a general, a general, you know, sort of board decision and a, and a general uh, sort of just adjustment to the way things have been done. And, you know, maybe that's if you have a management company, having them step in to give some sort of, uh, you know, thoughts or advice on how other, uh, uh, you know, other, other communities deal with that. Um, you know, just considering, you know, one, if this is, if this ends up being about changing the bylaws, which hopefully it's not, um, you know, how difficult is that? It is extremely difficult in my building and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming yours as well. Very, Pat, very difficult. To change yep. the bylaws takes an act of God. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the governor of, of North Carolina can, shut the entire state down. Um, but he himself cannot actually change the bylaws of my, right. of my building. You know, right. it, it takes, it, it, it would, it would take a hundred percent of the, the North Carolina, um, you know, Congress to adjust my bylaws. Um, it's, it's just an impossibility. So if it comes down to the fact that you want one thing and for whatever reason, you know, Chad and, other people on the board are somehow not on board. Um, and it's it's something that it comes down to a showdown of let's change the bylaws or not. You know, that may not be worth the fight. So I think thinking about just what's possible, 
what can you do? What actions can you take to sort of move this forward without having to get down to sort of a, a, a rule-based or legal situation, I think is, is gonna, gonna make this more palatable. Um, and also understanding what are the other board members doing? I mean, are they also afraid of, of sort of standing up to Chad? Are they, uh, are they, you know, have they dealt with this before? What is their situation um, before you get blindsided by, you know, a bunch of people that just sort of, you know, wilt, uh, you know, knowing what, knowing what you're going to deal with is, I think is going to be important. Yeah, um, that's you got to fight a good fight and be a little political. Maybe watch a couple of Game of Thrones, um, you know, see, see how it's done. Maybe a little House of Cards, you know, get in that mindset um, uh, and, and, and get ready to get ready to throw down. I was—I mean, those are definitely, um, you know, I, I think great examples. My mind was going a little bit more toward the, uh, you know, '90s cult classic Three Ninjas, and just get a little instant diarrhea for Chad's Mountain Dew at the next board meeting, and really uh, show him who's yeah, boss. Yeah, I mean, that could that could do it. I mean, you could probably you if you've got four board members, three's a quorum. Maybe you know, a little, 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 little bit of uh, visine in the uh, in the <laughs> drink, you know, a, a la Wedding Crashers. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, know. I mean, at the same time, you know, maybe a, a little verse said from the hospital. I mean, granted, I think it's wildly illegal, but that would put him right to sleep. I mean, you know, that you never know. I mean, she's got some insider knowledge. But I do think you bring up a good point that she definitely needs to play some politics and try to make sure that she has, you know, the ear of the other two to kind of be united against this person. And I think, and that has certainly been something that we've experienced, you know, trying to find, you know, if someone is, is putting up opposition, that's okay. Like you don't, like you said, you know, you don't want an authoritarian regime, but it's also like, if that person is blocking progress in the building for the sake of either just being difficult or for his own personal gain, that's not something that the building should tolerate because and and then therefore needing to get that quorum on your side um and and that that is definitely a little bit more of a delicate dance and i think that it's it's and it goes back to the psychology of it in asking questions you know hey don't you guys think it'd be great like even if we price these spots at you know a hundred dollars having an extra you know a thousand dollars you know wouldn't that makes sense and you know and then you're kind of almost putting it in such a way that it's it's a no-brainer and you know so that when when he's the own the lone opposition that's fine he can be the lone opposition you can vote and it doesn't have to be unanimous and we've experienced that many times and i think that you know you're right it goes back to the 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 notion of not taking things personally and that you know having that thicker skin which i'm sure you already do as a nurse practitioner seeing patients i can only imagine you know and dealing with patients and families and you know, it's not easy being a nurse practitioner. So I think that it's kind of taking some of those same competencies and, and from your work and applying them in this instance to, to know that, you know, even if he's the lone dissenter, that's okay. At the very end of the meeting, you can adjourn and shake everybody's hand, right? Well, I guess not anymore. You're, you know, bumping elbows at the end of the <laughs> meeting. So, you know, yeah. right? I mean, like, I, I think like that's been... Yeah, I mean, I think, thing- I think you... If everybody's got enough respect for each other to say that, you know, agree to disagree, you know, and this is, a bit, you know, I wouldn't say it's a business, but it's, it is a business-like arrangement where you, can, sure. you can make, you know, uh, emotionless decisions and say, this is what I think is best. And someone else can say, well, I disagree. This is what I think is best. And then an agreement is, is you know, a compromise is made. And while I 100% agree with... Um, the great Bill Watterson, who wrote the uh, Calvin and Hobbes comics, when he said that nothing makes everybody angry or more angry than a good compromise. That's true. Um, but that's what you got to do is you got to sure. you got to find somewhere in the middle. It's so true. Stephen, I think we just changed this nurse practitioner's life. Did we do it? I think, I think is that is that what I heard? Is, I, did I hear is that the sound of life being changed for the better? I think that we are H O angels. Oh, Vincent. Wow. I mean, you know, when inspiration strikes, you just got to go with it. I mean, nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> that is that is so true. Well, I mean, I think that we we really hope that this is is helpful. 
um, to you. And, you know, we definitely want to encourage any of our other listeners out there, if you have questions or, um, you know, circumstances that you're unsure of how to navigate, you know, Stephen and I are more than happy to harness our collective HOA knowledge and experience to, um, to try to get you through it. I mean, I think that was part of one of the reasons why we even wanted to start this was that we felt like there were other people out there that were facing some challenges just like we had and, and didn't really have many other places to turn. So, you know, let Absolutely. us be I mean, your guiding light. It's hard to find good information. And I mean, not only that, but, you know, Pat, I think both of us have gotten tired of making fun of our own fellow board members. We want to make fun of your fellow board <laughs> yes, members. Yes, yes. Who, who do you know that we can just shamelessly make fun of without them knowing. Right. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, I mean, it's the American way. You know, it is, yeah. it's, it's as American as apple pie. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We want to know if, all you know, about if your... my If my president can just, on TV, just disparage people he doesn't know, well then damn it, I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> that's the example that's been set for us. I mean, and we would love to know all about the the, the Chads and the Karens, you know, in, I mean, in your orb, if there's orbit. one thing a Floridian doesn't like, it is a Chad. Oh, yeah. That's taking it way back, Stephen. Let's take that, it back. That's a deep Let's cut. take it back. I'm that's, old enough to remember. That, that's a, that is a deep cut that, that, I, that I very much appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm your guy. I mean, I feel like we, I want to be the sounding board. For anyone that's had to deal with a can I speak to a manager person in their building? I mean, I think that it's cathartic to get it out. You know, I think especially now we're all coping. Guess what? You need coping strategies on a board. So let us help you do that. Um, I'm so glad that that this, you know, has really um, kickstarted us back into hopefully a much more regular cadence or I'm just I'm sure that yeah once apologies out, to everybody Pat apologies to you I've been the I've been the boat anchor holding this back holding this down uh, but it's good to be back on the mic uh, we got to make this a more regular thing oh for sure well I'm, I'm assuming that now the floodgates will have been opened and we'll be getting you know inquiries left and right and so you know we definitely want to keep answering your questions we're going to keep talking about these wild times that we're in in our buildings and all the projects and and personalities that are i'm sure going to be even more amplified since none of us can leave our homes um i think it's only going to get you know more uh interesting and and complicated from here yeah it's true yeah so again the email address is hoa nightmares one at gmail.com because somebody won't return my emails uh so again that's hoa nightmares number one for some reason at gmail.com so we're also on instagram at at hoa nightmares so definitely check us out there too um we will certainly be populating that with even with more content um and really kind of keeping this this train rolling so yeah apologies for the the brief hiatus but um but yeah we are are back in the saddle and and ready to to keep at it so you know thank you so much um steven it was great to catch up and really unpack um, our nurses issue and kind of talk about all of these great things and know that there's a lot more to come coming at you live from both of our homes and definitely nowhere else and absolutely nowhere else yeah this is this is us um all right well steven thank you thanks again. for listening everybody this was great yeah thank you for listening and we'll uh, be talking to you all very soon all right bye bye bye